Would you believe me if I told you that a narcissist might pretend to be not as good as they are in order to get attention or protect their ego? Well, a new study says you should. So that's what we're talking about today, queenbeing.com. Let's get started. Closed captioning provided by Athena Moberg and CPTSDfoundation.org. My name's Angie Atkinson, and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. My narcissistic ex-husband used to do this crazy thing. Anytime we went out together and there was a pool table anywhere in the vicinity, he would try to hustle people in pool. He would literally play terribly and then get somebody to bet against him and then beat that person in pool. Well, at least until he got super drunk and then he just looked like a fool. Why would a narcissist go out of their way to appear to be not prepared or not good enough to do something and then come back around and beat everybody. Besides the fact that in this case it involved money. Y'all know how much I love new research, so here we go. There's new research about narcissism. It's from psychologist Michael Barnett, and it comes out of the University of North Texas. Basically, the study suggested that people who are high in narcissism are more likely to engage in this strategy that they're calling self-handicapping. It's a presentation strategy that narcissists use, and apparently it's just a weird way that they use to get you to think they're better than they really are, that they really are awesome and amazing and fabulous. The study included 818 college students, all of whom did the NPI test ahead of time. And each student was tested based on the idea that self-handicapping, which they were calling sandbagging, is just one more way narcissists manipulate people into thinking they're amazing. I know you're shocked. Now, one thing that was pointed out by some of the researchers is that maybe this 818 college students wasn't really a wide enough sample to get an accurate reading here. But interestingly enough, it is consistent with a lot of the earlier studies that have been done in this area. Basically, what it comes down to is that if narcissists do the sandbagging thing, if they do the understated thing, they end up looking a lot better than they really are, and pretty much they can't fail to appear amazing. See, if they don't win, then they just go, well, I, never, I knew I wasn't going to win. I already told you that. And if they do win, wow, we have a hero story. Apparently, this concept was also tested back in 2000 at Central Michigan University, and similar results were achieved at that time. Another interesting fact, this sandbagging thing is apparently used by coaches and card players. For example, if you watch any head coach talking in a press conference before a big game, they're going to kind of tamp down the fans' expectations. And then if they win, they're golden. It's the same deal with narcissists. It's either the fact that they're playing mind games with their opponents, these coaches, or they're playing mind games with their fans. In either case, it's all about dampening expectations in the hope that this team can still win or can even put the other team kind of in a lull so they don't worry so much that they're going to lose. And then, of course, that coach's team has the advantage. The researchers say that narcissists do this because of their fragile egos and because they're trying to cover up their feelings of vulnerability. While not all psychologists agree that narcissists have any sort of self-esteem issues, many do say that it's kind of two sides of the same coin, narcissism and low self-esteem. The grandiosity and the perceived high self-esteem is all about covering up the vulnerability that the narcissist feels. The most recent study did confirm for both grandiose and vulnerable narcissists that basically they tend to look good by predicting bad. They use this sandbagging to basically resolve their own cognitive dissonance over the idea that they need to appear to be the best, that they want to be the best, but they're not the best, or they may not be the best. Basically, they feel like they're better than you, but they don't want you to know it or talk about it. <laughs> it helps them manage their self-esteem because they're pretending that nothing's at stake and if they fail, it's no big deal. And then they give you the idea, or anyone watching, the idea that they, in fact, 
haven't failed because they knew they weren't going to succeed if they do happen to fail. Interesting, right? So this is an interesting thing I found on Psychology Today. There's a little test that was developed around this idea. So grab a pen, grab a pencil, let's do this together, shall we? Number your paper from 1 to 12, and for each of the following statements I'm going to read to you, I want you to go ahead and use a six-point scale. One being I completely disagree, and six being I totally agree. All right? Let's go. Number one, it's better for people to expect less of you, even if you know you can perform well. One being I absolutely disagree, and six being I absolutely agree with that statement. All right? Number two, the less others expect of me, the better I like it. Number three, if I tell others how well I can perform or of my true abilities, I will feel added pressure to perform well. Number four, the less others expect of me, the more comfortable I feel. Number five, maybe I underestimate my abilities in order just to take some pressure off. Number six, when someone has high expectations of me, it makes me uncomfortable. Number seven, I try to perform above what people expect from me. Number eight, it's important to me that I surpass other people's expectations all the time. Number nine, I love it when someone is surprised by my performance. Number 10, I like to see other people surprised by my abilities. Number 11, I underestimate my abilities in front of my opponents. Number 12, I understate my skills, ability, or knowledge. According to the test, numbers 7 and 8 are actually the complete opposite of sandbagging. Now if you divide your paper into three subsections, remove your scores from 7 and 8, numbers 1 through 6 are about pressure, numbers 7 through 10 are about exceeding expectations, and numbers 11 and 12 are about behavior. Add up your scores and see what you get. Most people score between 3 and 5 on this scale, but the highest scores tended to be around 7 to 10. Basically what it comes down to is that most of us do engage in a certain amount of expectation management or sandbagging without even realizing it, when it comes to managing self-esteem at least. But of course, according to what this study found, people who are higher in narcissism tend to have higher scores. Here's an interesting thing for us empaths. If we do hear someone or see someone trying to sandbag or use expectation management against us, or even to us or to to someone else, we can understand that that person is struggling with their self-esteem in that moment, whether they're a narcissist or not. It's just a little hint that that person's trying to protect their fragile ego. You might see this a lot in covert narcissists because it's kind of a reverse strategy if you think about it. So instead of being all grandiose and full of bravado, they're going to be more likely to kind of tamp down your expectations than wow you with the results. The worst part of it is that a lot of times you might miss this one because you might not even think about the fact that someone who thinks so little of themselves could possibly be a narcissist. Turns out these are actually self-preservation tactics that some narcissists use. Be careful with the false modesty thing. Alright, this brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, have you ever seen a narcissist use false modesty or expectation management or sandbagging to protect their own ego or to look better than they actually look? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, share your experiences in the comment section below and let's talk about it. That's all I've got for you right now. But as always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you right here and right here. And while you're here, hit that subscribe button right there so we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. I'll see you soon.